Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you here for the Fit Union Team Leadership Call. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Christina Richardson. I've been a Team Beachbody coach for five years. Um, I really love what I do. I'm super passionate about helping people. So some of my philosophies may not align with those that you've heard in the past because I really genuinely believe in Carl's mission. So I stand behind it 100%. So we're going to learn a little bit about my philosophies tonight. And I just got a size of chicken and it gave me that. And I didn't know this mirror was so small. And how they, how I apply them to my business. Um, if everybody could mute their phones, because I don't see that on my side, that would be fantastic. Because I'm as kind of a scatterbrain. For those of you that don't know me, I get easily distracted. So I've been a coach, as I mentioned, for five years. Um, I was ranked number nine in the company in my first year. And... I really love what I do. I'm a previous elite coach, and I pride myself on being not necessarily an expert in what we do, but I'm pretty good at it. And so I hope that tonight you can learn something to take away from this, to add and contribute to your business to make you a better coach. And I hope in the future I'm able to get to know each and every one of you on a personal one-on-one basis so that I can learn something from each of you. We're going to go ahead and get started, and tonight we're going to talk about the philosophies of how I build relationships and how I foster those relationships within my business. What are we doing? And then we're also going to talk about how to help your coaches duplicate that information amongst their teams. And our responsibilities to our coaches and our clients. I apologize. I'm trying to figure out if I have management to meet the call lines. Okay, so let's go ahead and continue. So one of the first things that I want to lead into tonight is just remaining teachable. As I had already mentioned, I'd love to get to know each and every one of you because each and every one of you on this call has something that I can benefit from learning from. Each and every one of you has a different viewpoint. Each and every one of you has value. And so if I remain teachable, regardless of my rank in the company, regardless of what my life experience is, regardless of my past and my history, if I'm always open-minded to learning, then I'm always able to learn. As soon as you become closed-minded and you start to feel like you know everything, then it's very difficult for you to continue to learn yourself. And I really feel like one of the greatest aspects of what we can do and how we can bring value to our companies is by being coachable and teachable along the journey. I have found in the last five years that as times have changed, as social media marketing has changed, as Facebook has changed on a daily basis, as many of you have seen, I've had to remain very teachable. I've had to remain very fluid in my own actions so that I could kind of go with the flow of things. Otherwise, I'd still be doing things on social media that I was the way I was doing them five years ago. And you and I all know that social media has changed drastically in the last five years for those of you that have been around as long as I have. We all know that when Facebook five years ago, nobody was on Facebook It was very quiet. It was like crickets. And now today, everybody and their brother's mother thinks that they can sell something on social media. So it's a completely different environment. And a lot of people are trying to sell value and not actually a product. You'll find a lot of times you can sign up for such and such training and you can pay the X amount of money and all of those things. And they're not really selling a product, right? They're selling information. They're selling value. And so we want to remain teachable along the way so that we can learn from, from one another and we can learn from our environment and so that when another five years passes and social media continues to change or your client base continues to change or your, your upline training or, you know, we know that corporate changes things on a regular basis. I was just talking to a coach today about how the policies continue to change regularly we need to remain fluid and teachable and not stiff in our thinking 
when it comes to um, just being being coachable. So that's one of the first things that I can pass along to you tonight is that as we develop and as we grow and we build relationships is to always remain open-minded to others. So one of the next things that I wanted to talk to you about was building those relationships. So we talk a little bit about what is it that we do as Beachbody coaches, and some we all have different definitions of what we do. Um, some people would even say that we're salespeople, and we we sell Beachbody products. And others would say that we're life coaches, so we're going from one extreme to the other, right? So we're salespeople, we're car sales grungy people, or you know skeezy people on this end of the spectrum and on the other end of the spectrum, all we do is counsel people all day long. And so I think I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. And the reason being is that I feel that one of our number one responsibilities in our businesses is to build relationships and invest in people. But I also feel like a huge part of the reason why we build relationships is so that we can partner those people with life-changing products or experiences. So you're thinking to yourself, well, what does that mean? We're, we're, we're partnering them with life-changing. What is she rambling about? So think about this. You have this person and you, you look at them. Let's go to the left side of the spectrum where all we do is sales. And so we're just out there and we see this woman and we decide she needs a 21-day fix. Well, then we find out that, you know, the 21-day fix totally isn't a match for her because we didn't take the time to bother to get to know this lady or what's going on in her life. And so we partnered her with something that's totally not a match for her. All we did was sell her something, and we haven't added any value to her life whatsoever. And so it's critical to me and for you, I believe, to know people. And I don't mean to know their name or to know that they're a mom or a dad or that they work 40 hours a week. I mean to genuinely know someone. And to genuinely know someone, you have to build relationships. And so what I personally do is I have kind of a process in selling, I guess, if you want to use the word selling, sharing, whatever word is in your your word bank to put there. I have a process in partnering our products with my with my clients to impact them in a life changing manner. So I will get to know them typically over a phone conversation, asking them open ended questions about their life, about their lifestyle, so that they can share with me what it is that makes them tick. And at the end of the conversation, I have a 10 pages of notes on who this person is, what their history is, and and how I can help them by partnering them with maybe the 21-day fix to change their life, but it might not be. Maybe they just need a meal plan, or maybe they just need our amazing Shakeology product, or maybe they need income and they need a new um, way to add income to their to their life, but they already love the Beachbody products. And so, but it's my job as a coach to first and foremost understand that person. Now, if you're running mass sales through uh, AdWords or something, shooting people to a website and you just couldn't care less, you just want to make volume, then power to you. That's fantastic. I'm excited for you that you're able to do that. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here to make life-changing impact on others. And so to be able to do that, I, know, I need to know what, what their scenario is. So a lot of people will look at me and say, well, how do you get people to tell you what they do, what, well, about their family, woman. about the fact that their husband was in okay. one of the I'll buildings during 9-11 or whatever yeah. the case may be. And it's all about how you interact with people. So I don't sit on the phone and I, I don't give like an interview type process where just start ask, just start asking people questions and I wait for their answers and then I ask them another question. 
and then I wait for the answer, and I ask them another question. It's about caring, about genuinely caring. And believe me, people can tell the difference. You can't fake it. You have to genuinely care about what people have to say, and you have to offer them you have to offer them something in return. So typically, if I ask somebody about their family, share with me a story or they share with me about their family, then I'll open up and I'll share with them about my family. And I continue to do this dance, so to speak, getting to know them, just like you would, probably a horrible analogy, but like you would on a first date, like you would getting to know anyone, like you would to get to know somebody in a class in college or you know, different scenarios throughout life. This isn't something new. This is building a relationship all done, all done throughout our entire existence. It's who we are, and it's, it's no different when it comes to your, your company. So one of the things that I do is I make sure that I've, I have a solid foundation of knowing someone's needs. And you can do this fairly quickly. It only takes a couple minutes. You can even do it over... Um, you know, Facebook Messenger, if you wanted to do it that way, it's not in as much, it doesn't have as much impact, but it definitely works that way. I built the first three years of my, my company with ever, without ever getting on the phone because I didn't know any better. So it can be done that way. It's just not as effective. So this is how I feel like it's the best way to really partner somebody with a life-changing commitment. And then the next thing you have to do is once you get them to make that commitment is to not leave them by the side of the road. Here they have their brand new box, their challenge pack box, and you've made your, quote, fail, and then you abandon them on the side of the roadway. That's, I see that happen so often, and it's heart-wrenching because this person has relied on you. They've put their trust in you. They've told you about their kids. They've told you about you know, their their personal life, they've opened up to you because they trusted you to help them, and then you abandon them. And so this is where a lot of coaches drop the ball, in my opinion, because that is that is where it actually begins. That is where our work begins. After they say yes, they have their package in their hand, that's where our work begins because our job is for them to successfully complete that program. That is our job. Our job is not to close a sale. Our job is to make life-changing contributions to other people, and that that's where our work begins. Because people can order programs all day long, but whether or not they do them or they, or, or they end up underneath a sofa or they end up underneath a bed or on a closet shelf, that's where the coaching network comes in. So your job begins when they say yes, when they get their challenge packed, so how can you stay connected with them and, and keep them on the radar when they want to quit? A lot of times they want to quit. Like it was exciting in the beginning, but now it's worse. I don't want to do this. I want to give up. So a couple different things I do, and, you know, you can take different ideas from me or from others, but a couple different things I do is I write notes regularly to my challengers, and I'll send them notes in the mail. I also have all of my challengers on text message where I will text them randomly. And I keep myself a list, a running list of who my challengers are. So I'll shoot them a Facebook message or, you know, I'll spend a Tuesday, a couple minutes on a Tuesday morning just catching up with all my challengers. Because remember, it's my job to make sure that those people are staying engaged. And, of course, I have a challenge group. But I work with my challengers so much outside of my challenge group that I find that people – don't post in there very often, and I'm actually debating on whether or not I'm going to continue to post Facebook challenge groups because I I am so connected with them outside of Facebook that they don't really feel the need to have that peer-to-peer support within the group, which is good, and I'll explain to you why in just a minute. So I'll call them. I was on the phone with one of my challengers today. She didn't like the, the texture of Shakeology. So I don't sit there and message them on Facebook. If they tell me there's a problem, I pick up the phone and I'm, I say to her, I say, Kim, can you talk? I, I can talk right now. It was convenient for me to make the call. So I said, Kim, are you free? Let's talk. I pick up the phone and I call her. I don't play this text game and this 
this messaging game because I made a commitment for her to succeed, and it's on me to help her get through that. Now, I'm not saying let's drag people by the hair like cavemen and women, but I am saying that if you told them you're going to invest in them and then you made your sale and you cast your check and you walked away, then you failed. You failed that person. So Kim says, I don't like the way this texture is, and and I, you know, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure this is working for me. So what do I do? I pick up the phone and I call Kim, and she's in Canada, and I have no problem picking up the phone and calling Canada. You know why? Because I called Verizon and I got an extra ten dollars. Ten dollars. That's all it cost me. Ten dollars on my calling plan to call Canada whenever I want. So now I can make that commitment to people in Canada and I can call them and I can say, hey, Kim, let's figure this out together. Let's, it's obviously something's going on with the way you're mixing it or we all know that when you overmix Shakeology, it gets kind of weird. That's exactly what she was doing. And I was able to address that over the phone. So that's one of the ways that I keep my people engaged over time I, I text them, I send them cards, I send them notes, I I call them, I am here for them. Because remember, they have life, they have work, they have kids, they have all the stuff that's going on in, with them. If I get in contact with them once a week, then they feel like I'm always there. Like, she, oh my gosh, like she just contacted me yesterday. Because we all know that a week flies by in today's world. <clears throat> So they feel like you're always there holding them up through their journey. Okay, so why do why do you spend so much time investing in these people and why do you spend so much time taking the time? Because one, it's what you committed to do. It's what you committed to do. Now, if you're out there just running sales, as I said, you didn't make a commitment to anybody. You could do what you, you know, you could do how you do things. But if I'm on the phone with somebody and I told them that I'm going to help them succeed, I better show up. Because when I stop showing up, they're going to stop showing up. And I, I, I can't, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to fail people. And I've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with Carl, and that's not a conversation I would want to have with Carl. Hey, you know what, Carl, you know how I run my business? I go out and I sell products and I tell people that I'm going to help them succeed and then I fail on them and I run in the opposite direction. So I have a really strong philosophy when it comes to my business. If I tell somebody that I'm going to help them succeed, I, I do everything I can to help them succeed. Now, if they fail on themselves, that's between them and Jesus. I mean, and I'll tell them that. Like, I say it just like that because I'm crazy that way, but... If they fail on themselves, that's that's their they have to own that. But it's not going to be because I bailed on them. Okay, so one of the reasons that I commit so much time into in investing in people is because I told them I would. And then the other reason that I invest so much time into people is so that I can build people. Part of our job is to build people. Okay, so let me explain to you what that means because you're probably thinking. What does that even mean? How am I going to build people? What is this weird science? We're going to put the girl on the computer and we're going to, most of you are probably too young to remember that reference. So we're going to build people. And what's going to happen when we take this person that needs our help? They're 300 pounds, they can't walk. They want to just be able to, they're genuinely, their lives are being threatened by their obesity. It happens every day. I have conversations with people every day. I don't know how they get in that condition, but they are, and they're asking for help, and then we help them. We commit to helping them succeed. They buy the pack. They succeed. Why? Why do we spend the time investing in people and building people? Because those that's what we're here to do. We're here to build make people's lives the best that we can. While we're, while we're crossing the path of that person, it's our job to make their life as, as good as we possibly can. So what's, what's your payback for that? Well, what do I get out of that? You may not get anything out of it. 
It's not about you. When we stop thinking about what that it's about us and we start putting quality care in the people that we are are saying, Hey, I'm gonna help you, I promise you it'll come back to you tenfold. But it's not about you. It's about that person that needs you. I didn't I didn't get to the position where I have to write some of the biggest checks I write in my life now are checks to the IRS every year. I didn't get in a position where my tax liability is bigger than most people's income by caring about me. Because it's not about me. Okay, so I spend all this time and I invest in these people and then what do I do next? What's the next step? These are your coaches. These are your coaches. You're going to convert them to coaches. You've spent time. You've built them. They're ready. They are primed. They are ready to pay it forward to somebody else. Not all of them, but 90% of them. Coaching is not for everybody, and that's something we all need to face. It's not for everybody. I actually talked to a woman today, just today, and I told her, coaching is not a fit for you. I really don't want you on my team. I feel like you'd be a great discount coach, but this isn't a fit for you. Am I doing her a disservice by recruiting her onto my team and telling her she's going to be a huge success if I feel like she's not going to be because I've been doing this a long time and I kind of have a pretty good feel of what the personality type needs to be and, and so on and so forth? Absolutely I'm doing her a disservice. I'm not that person. I'm going to be honest with her and tell her that, this this is probably not going to be your thing. So we invest all this time and we build these people up because they're our coaches. This is our downline. This is our people that are going to come in and help you do that for somebody else. So you, you build them up and you are able to spend, I think I work four, I work four hours a day, four days a week. And I'm able to probably do between, it depends on how aggressive I am. I can do between 15 to 20 calls a week if I have them lined up. And it gets crazy. I mean, it gets crazy. And some people want to really talk and open up to me. And then I, it runs over and, you know, and then I have my coaches to take care of too. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But if I'm super aggressive, I can, I can get a lot of calls done. And I can help a lot of people in the amount of hours that I work. And it's about focus and it's about really dialing in. But those people, those people you've invested in now, they trust you. And when you share with them the opportunity, they're going to want to coach. And now instead of you helping 15 to 20 people, you have a downline of thousands that is that are all duplicating what you've taught them and they're helping 15 to 20 people a week, and not just selling them something, but they're genuinely investing in lives. They're genuinely building up other people. And so now you're duplicating this process. You're building people. People helping people. You're building people. We are not here to sell anything. You are rewarded for investing in other people. And a $30 commission on a $119 product is, cannot even touch the reward, the financial reward you will gain when you learn to truly invest in people and you teach those people how to duplicate what you've taught them. So I'm going to move now to what that looks like. What does it mean for your, these brand-new coaches that you brought in that you've invested all this time into? You've built them up. They have a story now to tell. Beachbody changed their lives. What does it look like to duplicate that? It's the same process again. You don't leave them by the roadside. You pour your heart into them, and you 
hope that they get it, they duplicate the process, and they run with it. You, you can't make people want to succeed. It was the hardest lesson that I ever, ever had to learn in this business. You can't make people want to succeed. But you can do everything in your power to empower them with the tools and the knowledge to have the possibility to succeed if they so choose to. Please do not waste your time on the unwilling. Please do not invest your time in people that don't want your help. But those that you've given your word to to help them be successful, those are the people that you take the time, you pour the nomination information into them, and you help them in any way possible that you can to duplicate your philosophies. Your philosophies may not align with mine, but you want your philosophies to be strong and powerful so that when you have thousands of coaches in your organization, you can help them learn how to duplicate what you've taught them. You have to know what your beliefs are before you can teach other people what your beliefs are. So we've converted them. We've helped them to duplicate. How can we foster our coaches? How can we build those genuine relationships with our coaches without, without it turning into 2,000 people that you're trying to be BFFs with? Because I believe in having strong relationships with my coaches, and I am very close friends with many of them. But I don't have enough time in the day to be BFFs with my, my friends that are my friends, my lifelong BFFs. You know, I don't have time to be the best of friends with, you know, 10,000 people. So how can I pour into my coaches without losing track, without having anybody fall through the cracks without having anybody feel like they're not important. And this is something that I've struggled with. I've really struggled with it because there's only one of me and there's thousands of them. How do I, how do I make sure that they feel a sense of community? And I'm still working on this today. I'm still working on this. I'm still working on rebranding my team and, and helping them feel a, a sense of community amongst themselves. And, and when you're small and you have 15 people on your team, that's super easy. Like I remember my team when it was young, and we were all, we all knew each other. We all knew each other's names, and we all, you know, we were all great friends and all of that. But when you have thousands of people on your team, there's people on your team page that you, you're you don't you're not really sure if you know who they are or not because they're 15 levels detached from you. So how do you make sure that those people that are down line from you know that you you genuinely care about their success because you should whether you know who they are or you don't. So one of the things that I do for my PS coaches and this is my PS coaches, because it's hard to do for your entire, your entire downline, is I keep a list of my PS coaches. And it's my, my due diligence to contact those people on a – I've moved to a weekly basis, to contacting those people on a weekly basis. Now, that means I could text them. I could send them a Facebook message. I could send them a note in the mail, a contact of some sort on a weekly basis. They won't all respond. I don't expect them to all respond. Some of them I haven't heard from in eons, and that's okay. Remember, we work with the people that want our help. Some of them I adopted. I'm not even really exactly sure who they are because I've had coaches in my downline quit, and the people I've adopted have never returned my communication. So I'm not even really sure who they are, but I always reach out to them and I always tell them I'm thinking about them and I always tell them that I want them to be successful. So what else can we do? We have our entire organization and what else can we do? 
so we can keep track of our PS coaches and we can make sure that we're investing in them on a weekly basis. We can make sure that when we bring a coach in, we're not abandoning them by the roadside. We make sure they get through the training. We make sure there's some hand-holding, at least in the first month. Weekly calls are great. Zoom is amazing. You can get a you, you can communicate with people over camera, which really makes that connection. I know a lot of you guys have used Zoom. In the Coach Online office, I think there's a discount code for signing up on Zoom. So there's there's all kinds of ways. I send notes to my coaches in the mail. I send gifts to my coaches. For those of you that haven't grown to that point in your income yet, that that's kind of a struggle, you'll get there. You'll get there. So you, you just you foster the relationship. Going back to the horrible analogy I have, it's like dating. How do you how do you let that person know that you care? Don't send red roses to your coaches. But you get the point, though. You want to send them notes. You want to you want to pick up the phone and call them and say, Hey, what what's going on with you today? And a lot of people ask me, do you focus on the people that are your runners? The focus, the focus should be on the people that are making you the most money? Or are you focusing on the people that aren't engaged, that are struggling, really struggling with the business? Like they want it, and you know they want it, but they just never get it. It's, they've been in the business for so many years, and you're like, I would do anything for something to just happen for you. Do you focus on those people? When you're overwhelmed and you have thousands of people to focus your attention on, you focus on the people that get it. I talked to Lindsay Wise. She's actually she's actually not my PS coach. I'd love to claim her. She's not mine. Most people think she's mine. I'd love to claim the girl. I've adopted her. She's my adoptee. I talked to Lindsay, I would say on average, four times a week whether it be via text, via Facebook Messenger, via phone. She, she knows she can call me at any hour, day or night, and I will jump through rooms of fire for her. She's an elite coach in my downline who outranks me. I better be willing to jump through rooms of fire to serve her. She is incredibly crucial in my company. Now, you have the coaches that don't really that aren't really getting it, that you want to help. If you have time and they want your time, invest them and invest in them. But I invest in the people that are making success club, that are hitting their ranks, that are that are doing, that are getting it right, that are duplicating the system, that are out there helping people. Because, again, I'm one person against a thousand, thousands. I'm just one. So another thing that I do periodically is I'll go through my drill down. And this is the last thing I want to share with you just to give you one other idea. I'll do two things. I go through my drill down, and every week I, I put up um, recognition. And a lot of you do that, and it's really awesome to see all your recognition for your team. And so I'll put up recognition for volume, and I'll also put up recognition for success clubs. And this is just another way for me to say, that a, a, a boy, that a girl. You know, and sometimes I make it fun. Sometimes I have only girls on my recognition board, so I'll make it pink. I'll say, well, we... Will you push the guys out today or, you know, just making it fun, getting that, the team kind of communicating to feel tighter and to, to have that camaraderie. The other thing that I'll do periodically if I have some downtime, and I try to do it on a monthly basis, but sometimes it gets away from me, is I'll do a drill down in my online office. And as you guys know, you can change, you can edit your report, and you can get down to five levels. And I'm so grateful, probably about six months to a year ago, they changed our reporting, and now we can see success club points. And I'm, I'm so completely grateful. So I do my drill down for five levels deep, and then I, and then I can 
see who's getting Success Club. And we all know that Success Club is super important in this company. We all know that if you're not making Success Club, you're not doing the bare minimums. So the people that are making Success Club that have figured out how to get over that that hurdle, that are that are that struggled through it and figured out how to make those those numbers happen, I want them to know I noticed them. So I pick up the phone. No, I don't send a Facebook message. I pick up the phone. It's a piece of culture that we've lost. I pick up my phone and I start dialing numbers. And I mostly get voicemails. I get 90% of the calls I make, I get voicemails. And it helps me get through the numbers. I'm going to be completely honest. It helps me get through the numbers because there's a lot of numbers. But I pick up the phone and I call every single one of those people. And I try to do it about this time. As a matter of fact, I might do it tomorrow. And I, and I catch all the ones that are like at four or three points. And I say, hey, we got a week. we got a couple of days left. Let's get this thing rolling. You're almost there. And then every month I put up a recognition for the people that, that did Success Club. And then I try to call them and say, you nailed it. And that's a bare minimum. That's a... That's an entry level. That's like the first level of leadership, hitting success club. That's like you're finally starting to make things fit together. And I call them and I let them know, you nailed it. You did awesome. What's your ne- what, if I get them on the phone, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, what's next for you? And let me tell you, those conversations with people that I've never talked to before, and I didn't recruit them, they're not my PS coaches, they're five levels down from me. They know who I am, and I get to get to know the leadership in my organization, even if I didn't bring them into the company, even if I didn't, I've never talked to them before. I've only seen their, their name a couple of times in life. I get to talk to them, hear their story, Build a relationship. Because those are my runners. Those are my front-line runners. Those are the people that I put in the game first because they're the ones getting it done. Am I going to call the inactive coaches that they're just kind of hanging out and not really sure why they're paying the fifteen ninety five every month because they've never done anything with their company. They've just been there. No, I'm going to call the people that are running the ball. And I'm going to say, you're nailing it. I'm proud of you. You're fantastic. I want to get to know you. You're important to me. I value you. Tell me who you are. Talk to me. Open up to me. Share your life with me. That is how I feel as coaches we can bring value to our companies. And I say companies because each and every one of you is a company owner. Each and every one of you has your own philosophy about how you should run your company. My, my philosophy is that this business should be built on relationships, quality relationships. Now, does that mean that I have time to spend 10 hours a week with a single person having coffee and watching movies? Absolutely not. I have a company to run. But I have 15, 20 minutes to get to know you and tell you that I care whether or not you succeed in life. I have 15 or 20 minutes to pour my heart and soul into you to build you up to a bigger place where You may be that person that nobody has ever done that for you before. And even if you don't sell a product, even if you don't sell P90X or 21 Day Fix or you don't sell anything to those people, you have impacted their lives. And that in and of itself should be great reward to you. 
So that, in a nutshell, is how I feel we can bring great value to our companies. What I'd like to do next, and really wish Jeff was here because I miss him tonight, um, I'm going to have you guys unmute your phones and ask any questions that you might have of me. I'm very open and pretty laid back, so if you ask the question, I will answer it. Just don't be scared of the answer. So does anybody have any questions before we wrap up tonight? Not a one? Am I here alone? That's the question I have. I'm not here alone because I can see all of you, but you all want to be quiet. That's okay. I understand. Christina. I don't think I muted anybody. Christina. Yes. It's Mandy. Hey, darling. How are you? Oh, sore. Just got done teaching insanity. <clears throat> I need to go work. <laughs> um, my question is, is how, like, what questions do you ask them? Like, yeah, other than, an, yeah. other than like, the normal. Question. Yeah, that's a great question. I will actually, um, I have my, I, I do this one of two ways. Like, some people, they want to talk to me a lot over Messenger, and if I can get them to fill out an intake form, and I call it an intake form, and you can relate to that, Mandy. When you go to the doctor, they say, okay, we can't really see you until you fill out this intake form, which gives them your vital history of medical information. Well, I have an intake form for both my coaches and for my clients. And if I can get them to fill that out before I talk to them, it's really awesome and empowering for me because it gives me a little bit of information about who they are before I talk to them. And it, I really don't have, I guess to answer your question, I don't have a set questionnaire, so to speak. So if you and I were to talk to one another, I would get to know you by saying, I'm really glad you contacted me. I'm really excited. Actually, let's role play for a second, Mandy. Do you mind role playing with me? Nope, that's fine. I had to unmute myself. Do what? I had to unmute myself. Okay, perfect. So you're unmuted now. We can talk. So I would, I would have your intake form, and I would know a little bit about you, so I'm going to pretend like I know a little bit about you by the way I do. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to say, Mandy, I'm really excited that you reached out to me. I see that you're a mom and you you work really long hours and, you know, I want to help you and I'm excited to help you. And tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about your, like, what do you do during the day? How does that interfere with whether, how you're able to do your workouts or how you're able to eat? Oh, you want me to really answer? Yeah, we're role playing. Come on, work with me here. Um, so I have a five-year-old who's in preschool. Um, I volunteer two days a week so she can go to school for almost free. Um, I work 12-hour shifts every Friday and Saturday. I teach insanity one day a week. I do ballet one day a week. And then um, the other two days a week, my daughter's in extracurricular activities because sports are important. And uh, then when I'm not doing that, I am playing with her. Wow. Holy smokes, woman. You're like superwoman. And so, okay, so on a side note to everybody listening, the first thing I had to do is I had to listen. Shut your mouth and listen. We need to shut our mouths and open our ears, okay? And then the second thing I want to do is I want to talk to Mandy about what she just said. So, Mandy, you're super, super busy. Like, you sound like me, and now right here I'm relating to her, okay? You sound like me in the sense that I'm super busy too. Like, I'm a mom, I have three kids, and I homeschool. I don't go to all, like, you're doing ballet and insanity and working and and you own your own company. Like, I can't even believe, how do you ever keep up with all of that? Um, I sleep for, like, four hours a day. <laughs> Whoa. So that can't really make you feel great, huh? So, yeah, so that and a lot of all this eating. stuff. Yeah, I take a lot of eating. I, I snort my eating. Um. So you have all this stuff going on. So what I would do right here is I would continue to ask her questions just like that. Like, so tell me about the insanity classes. And so tell me about your ballet classes. And so tell me about your daughter. And so tell me about your work. And so tell me about why are you only sleeping four hours a day. And so tell me about, 
And every time they answer your question, they've empowered you with information. And that's exactly what I, I don't have a set, like, because if you, if you copy and paste something, people are going to know you copied and pasted. And it's no different when you're talking to somebody on the phone. You have to learn how to just dialogue with people. Okay. And so when somebody tells you something, you use the information that they told you. You told me that you I have to be a good listener. If you're not a good listener, you fail right out of the date. You told me that you have a daughter. She's five years old. You run her around to all these activities, which I didn't catch that. It was like, Bleh, right there. <laughs> so I have to go back to that. Usually I have to ask more questions if I don't catch something. Um, you teach insanity. You go to ballet. You work. You don't sleep. You only sleep four hours a night. You know? So I caught a lot in that first little blurb. So now I pick apart every single one of those pieces. So did your daughter, do you like ballet? Do you like teaching insanity? What, how was your class? Where do you teach? You know, I can ask you 30 open-ended questions just off that little bit of information. And so you keep asking those questions until you feel like you have enough information to partner them with something. So I feel like I have enough information on your specific case to partner you with, I think you need to get more sleep, first of all. And then, <laughs> so once I feel like I have enough information, I'll say, well, Mandy, I really feel like what would help you is fill in the blank. And the reason I feel like that would help you is fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I really feel like the 21-day fix would help you because you're really struggling with your nutrition. You're, not that you said this. I'm I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm not working off your information. But you really, you sound like you're struggling with your nutrition, and I get that. Like, I struggle with my nutrition, and truth be told, I've never met anybody that doesn't struggle with their nutrition. I mean, let's face it, we all love food, and we don't like the stuff that's good for us. Like, we like real food that's not good for us, okay? So you struggle with your nutrition, and you don't have a lot of time, and I really feel like this would be a good fit for you, and this is why, because it's going to kind of help you with all those things. It's going to help you with the fact that you struggle with your nutrition. It's going to help you understand how much food you should be eating. It's going to help you with the fact that it's only 30 minutes and you're going to see your results. And the great thing is that I have yet to put a client on this program and them not to see incredible results. So if you don't see incredible results, I would be shocked. So what I think we should do is, and then you're done. Because now you've figured out what they need. Like, you don't go to that point until you confidently can think in your head. Because the whole time you're having this dialogue with them, you're thinking in your head, turbo jam? No, 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 not, not turbo jam. Hold on. She doesn't like cardio. So if you think about a program and you're like, okay, I'm thinking like I'd be thinking in my head. This is my thought level. I think that the Max 30 program would be good for them. And then you would ask them. You'd say, so, Andy, do you think, do you have any medical problems I should be aware of? Well, I have knee problems. Okay, well, Max 30 is out. Okay, now I'm thinking back to my thought bubble. I'm like, okay, Mandy, how are you doing with your nutrition? And so I really think with my nutrition because I have a hard time with portion control. Hmm, okay. So now I'm back to my thought bubble, and I'm like, 21 day six would be really good then. Okay, so Mandy, what do you think about this? And so I get that answer. So I'm eliminating programs. Once I get to that point where I've dialogued about her life, then I start eliminating programs in my head and make sure that if I make a recommendation, it better be nailed. Like I got to I gotta be focused and get it right because we don't want returns and we don't want to fail people. We don't want to send them something they're not going to like. So I ask those questions, knee problems. Do you have knee problems? Do you have back problems? How's your food? How, if they tell me that they're great at eating, their nutrition's clean, and I ask them, well, it's clean, but what are you eating? And it really sounds clean. Well, then I'm not going to put them on the 21-day fix unless there's some other reason why it's a fit. Does that make sense? Did I answer your question at all? Sure did. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm sorry about that. It now makes me want to go and make um, a phone call on, and call every single person in my back office. Yeah. Well, okay, so... Eden and I were talking the other day, and for those of you that don't know, Eden is my success partner, and she kicked my butt all over town. But Eden and I were talking the other day, and she's like, well, you have to do this much quota, and you're going to do da 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 And she's like, 
I'm like, I can't meet those numbers. You're out of your mind. And she says, well, don't you have like 4,000 people or 10,000 people or whatever in your Team Beachbody online office? And I'm like, ugh. So, yes, that's on my to-do list that I have to call everybody in my back office. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Even my second CBC, I looked up today, and it's got 3,000 people in it. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's fantastic. So, yes, get on it. Call everybody in your back office, and if you have any problems whatsoever, you know where I'm at, always. Um, any other questions you guys have tonight before we wrap things up? Awesome. You guys are really quiet. That's, I guess, good. I don't know. Making me nervous. Christina? Okay. Yes. Hello? Hi, Ryan Sanders. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan. How are you? I I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Voice. I have you on <laughs> nice my calendar next week. I'm super excited about it. Yes, I'm looking forward to the call as well. Um, I had one question for you, and this is something that, as a coach, I'm, I'm getting into a little bit more. Um, and I, I guess uh, I want to make sure that I do it in a way that's not going to turn people off. But you talked about it a little bit, um, not only for pairing people as a coach, but also with programs. Um, if you feel like uh, this isn't a good fit for them, either business or product-wise, um, what's been your experience, and what do you think is the best way of, like, actually – giving them that, uh, I guess you could call it news. Like, you know, okay, I just, I just don't think this is something that's going to work for you. Do you kind of say refer them to someone else or just sorry? Or how does that kind of work for you? It's really hard, right? That's a really sensitive thing, right? Because um, it can be a really sensitive thing. So are we referring to it on the on the fitness side or on the business side? I think it's easier with the fitness side because, um, yeah. I mean, you I know, you don't want both. someone that, yeah, fitness side kind of makes more sense. So I guess it would lean more towards uh, coaching, really. That would be more what I'm aiming oh. for. You'd be surprised at how many people I haven't signed on our team because they want a fit. Like, I'm very, I'm very particular about coaches. Unless okay. they're coming in as a discount coach, I'm, I, I want thoroughbred coaches. I don't. I mean, I'll sign anybody up as a discount coach, but if they want to build a business, I make sure they're a fit. Like, I won't bonus anybody into our team. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the fitness side. So I had a lady a couple weeks ago, and I'm really big on stories because I think stories stories tell a lot about what, you know, what you could do in different situations. So I had a lady a couple weeks ago, and she was was very overweight. I can't remember exactly how much she weighed, but she was, oh, my gosh, God bless her soul. She couldn't even walk. Um, And she was very overweight, and she basically came to me, and she said, look, it's life or death for me. I have to figure this out. And I talked to her for a while, and I felt just awful because I even went to the wall, and I was like, I need a program for this lady. We don't have a program for this lady. And I, I, you probably remember me posting on the team page about it. I'm like, I need a program for this lady. I don't know what to do. And so, um, you know, that was one of the first times that I had a situation where I kind of had to – and there was more to the scenario. She didn't have any money. And I mean, like, she didn't have any money. Like, she was – you know how you could talk to people and you, sometimes you could tell if it's, a, if it's a price objection or if it's, they genuinely just don't have any money? She really just didn't have any money. Um, and I can tell the difference. Like, I've been doing this long enough that, like, she really didn't have any money. And so I really didn't know how to help her. Um, so I I basically told her, I'm like, look, you have to be able to invest financially for me to be able to help you. And I really don't have a program that can, like, we have a vast library program so it shouldn't be very often that you have to say to somebody look I don't I really am not sure (laughs) I don't have an answer for you um it's it's not very often that you should have to say that because we have something for children we have something for elderly but it is there is a small piece of the market that we can't help and it's the people that have gotten to the point in obesity that they are so they're immobile at this point. 
that those are the people that I'm still struggling with because those are the people that my heart goes out to because they've gotten themselves in such a life-threatening situation and their next step is some life-threatening surgery, but we don't really have a program that that is is meant to aid those people in that situation. So um, in that particular case, I told her, I said, look, I don't have a program because you can't walk. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it like that, but I was like, you're not mobile. I can't, how am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? So she was able to, she was able to walk. Um, and she was able to walk to her apartment mailbox and back. And she did that every day. And so what I did is I started, I have her walking to her mailbox twice. And then when she got good at that, I made her walk to her mailbox three times. And when she got good at that, I'm, when she gets good at that, I'm going to make her walk to her mailbox four times. But just because you don't have a program to help them doesn't mean that you can't help them. And just because you can't, you know, and I, I don't talk to her very often. Like, I'll shoot her a message once in a while, and I don't even think she responded to the last one. So it's just remember that if you can give people something, it's a lot easier for you to say, I, I get it that you're a, you're a, you know, whatever. Let's say it's, you want to learn how to swim or you want to train for triathlon. There we go. That's an awesome one. You want to train for a triathlon, and you want a program that's going to teach you how to swim, bike, and run. And we don't have it. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we don't have that. And because I've, I've had people ask me if we have swim programs, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Why would we? Do you have a pool in your living room? <laughs> so what do I say to those people? I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, we have a really vast library of stuff, Ryan, and I, I've i looked, and I really don't think we have anything that's going to fit your needs. But, you know, what I could do is I can make some suggestions to our corporate, um, see if that's something that we, can, that we can have created, but it's not going to be something that's going to help us today. So, But what I could suggest is why don't you go to the gym that you're working out at and see if there's a triathlon instructor. So, and then what I'll do in a case like that is then I'll start, I'll move to the nutrition. Like, you're also going to need the P90X results and recovery formula because I used it when I ran my marathon. And you're also going to need the pre-workout formula because you're going to need that extra energy and endurance. And you're also going to need Shakeology. I used it for um, my recovery formula because it gave my body back all the nutrients that I had drained from it from for training for these events. And so you can't, just because you don't have a program, I guess what I'm trying to say is think outside of the box. And if you ever have problems with matching somebody, you have my number, text me, say, I've got this loopy situation where I've got, you know, this guy and he's got this situation and he's, you know, he, I, I need help. How do I, what do I do? And I might turn around and say, I have no idea. <laughs> But I might turn around with be able to brainstorm with you and come up with something, some out-of-the-box thinking and say, you know, you probably can't help him with a triathlon program because we don't really have anything like that. But Max 30 would be awesome on endurance, and he definitely needs our nutrition products. So why don't you talk to him about doing something that increases endurance and talk to him about the nutrition products that he's going to need. And being as I've trained for marathons, I could tell you he's going to need X, Y, and Z and those are the things that you need to talk to him about, and these are the benefits he's going to get from it. Does that make sense? Like, you, you've got to kind of think outside of... Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Definitely thinking outside the box. And uh, it's just it's trickier when you're looking at potential coaches. You can't think outside of the box so much. They're either, they're either in discount or they're not in. So. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to coaches, okay... I want to give you the coach scenario. <clears throat> so this morning, and this is recorded and it's live and it's public, so I want to be real careful about what I say. Um, this morning I talked to somebody on the phone, and <clears throat> for various reasons they weren't a fit for the business. Um, and I could feel, I could sense that by talking to them, and they were very shy, 
extremely introverted and really struggled just to have a conversation with me on the phone. And I said, um, I really want to help you, and I really think this would be a fun hobby for you, but I really don't see you taking this to a six-figure income unless we're able to do a lot of personal development and we're able to overcome some of the obstacles that you have. And they knew that this was this was an obstacle for them because they pointed it out to me, although I didn't need it pointed out for me because I've done enough study on personalities that I, I picked up on it right away. But I don't want somebody like, I, and I know that sounds very negative, but I don't want somebody like that on my team because I don't want to set people up for failure. I'm not wired that way. If I feel like you're going to fail at something, then I'm not going to put you in that situation. Sure and I question. believe in giving I believe in giving everybody a chance, but at the same time I also use discernment in how I bring people into the business. Yes, somebody else have a question? No. Okay. Um so I told her that, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't really a fit and um, but that I would love to have her on my team if she wanted a hobby, if she wanted something fun to do with her time and she wanted or if she wanted the discount. Um, another piece of it was that she'd never even heard of our programs or our so I would have had I mean, it was just complicated. But basically I just I told her, I was like, Look, I'm I'm more than willing to bring you into the business and you can do this and it'd be fun for you and we'll have a great time and but this isn't gonna be a six figure income for you unless we do a lot of personal development stuff and we learn how to get you out and talking, able to talk to people. Does that make sense? I mean, you guys know what it takes to be successful in this business. So if you come yeah, across somebody that you want to bring in, but you feel like they have a lot of growing to do, be honest with them about it. Or bring them in and know that you have an uphill battle because you've got to develop them in certain areas. Questions? Any other questions? I keep hearing somebody trying to talk, but I can't make out who it is. Ryan, did I answer your question? Yeah, it did. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. No problem. And we can talk about that some more next week when we chat because I know that's a that's a big one. Like, there's a fine line there between sign them up, sign up anybody, give anybody a chance, don't ju- judge a book by its cover, <clears throat> and really trying to do right by people and not signing them up if you just really know that it's just not a fit for them. And that's not the first conversation I've had like that. Like, I've... I've had quite a few of them, actually. <laughs> no other questions? Man, you guys are letting me off the hook easy tonight. All right, so before we wrap up, let me see how many people are still on the phone. Let's see. Oh, you guys stuck it out with me. That's awesome. Let's see. I don't have names, though. Okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap up because we've gone a couple minutes over. And I hope that everybody was able to take something away from this and just really, just one little nugget. That's all I ever ask, that when I give a talk or when I I speak publicly, that you're able to take away one, one piece and learn just one small piece and remain teachable, remain coachable, and try to take away one small nugget from everything that you, if you sit through a talk and you spend an hour with somebody, try to take away just one small nugget from from that talk. Because if we remain coachable, we remain open to learning, then we've gained something. We're not just spending our time and not not able to um, reap the benefits of that. So I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much thank you for Christina. spending your time with me. And I really appreciate all of you um, investing in your business and being here. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And 
you know, it's really about the relationship. I cannot, I cannot, I really cannot um, stress that enough, that it's about quality relationships with people. You'll grow so much faster and you'll have so much more, you'll gain so much more from this business and from your company if you really genuinely invest in people. So have a wonderful evening. Be blessed. Be great. Be wonderful. And we will see you on this lovely leadership call next week. Same station, same time, same number. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you.